Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 99 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Boba Fett. Boba Fett where? This is Chris. That wasn't what Boba Fett said. I couldn't think of a good Boba Fett quote, so that's what Han Solo said about Boba Fett. That's pretty good because you don't have a lot to choose from, so I, I agree with that. Famously sparse dialogue. That's right. Uh, uh, Chris, before we get into today's episode, uh, we have a special guest that is on the line as we are speaking. Oh, on the uh, Totina's Pizza Roll hotline? That's it. Sponsored by Papa John's. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird cross it's promotion. Really weird... Competing products. Yeah. They think you're going to get Papa John's pizza with Totino's pizza rolls on the side. And they, they told us to read this right here. It says, if you want your the roof of your mouth to burn, eat Totino's pizza rolls by Papa John's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Chris, so we have a special guest on the line. And it is a frequent collaborator on the show hasn't been on in a long time he's a co-host he's a co-host you love him you know him it's dan hey guys hey Hey, dan Dan. how are you great how are you calling in doing doing well i have been burned way too many times by tostinos so i I get i get the feel (laughs) there's a class action lawsuit that we're gonna start up tomorrow Okay. We'll probably lose them as a sponsor if we do that. I was going to say they're not going to be happy. They're not happy. Yeah, we have so many sponsors, though, so you're fine. I was was talking to their representative, and he was not happy about this. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So, Dan, um, we we wanted to bring you on because you you have some exciting news that we haven't talked about at all on the show because this has happened since after the last time you were on the show, and we didn't want to steal your thunder. So um, we thought that you could uh, come on and share what's going on in your life. Yeah, I mean, um, I cleaned the house today, which is impressive. Uh, that's what's that's new. Yeah, no. Uh, so uh, that's that's all. That's all you've been working on the past six months. Yep, yep. Yeah. Just clean the house, but I, I did get married last weekend. Just casual. <laughs> yes, yes. Dan, uh, Dan got married, which was uh, yeah. super exciting. Yeah, last weekend, Dan got married. Yep, I got invited. Did you did you get invited, Steve? Wait, what? Did you get invited to the wedding? Wait, you said it was last weekend, right? You said yeah, it was last it was weekend. Last weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's because he told me he said it was last weekend. Oh, God. No, I wasn't there. <laughs> Awkward. Wait, is that why you needed me to run up to like Maine to pick up that mm-hmm. like copy of Kingdom Hearts 3 for you at that random GameStop? And... <laughs> it was the only one left. Oh, my God. That's why you wanted online. me out of the state. That makes so yeah. much sense now. No, Dan, that's so exciting. Yes, I was there. Yeah, so you guys were lucky. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have you guys both my wedding, which is was great. It was um, an honor. I appreciate yeah, it was an honor. Everything. It was a great time. And I think it was a great time. Yeah, we had a nice time. I definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was last weekend, and we'll be going on on a honeymoon uh, next month to Aruba. Ooh. And uh, we actually are like this could be a part one honeymoon. Part two honeymoon would be actually in uh, Japan. What are you going to be doing in Japan, Dan? 
So we're part of the time going to just explore the countryside, and the other half will be actually doing the Olympics. Oh, the 2020 Olympics. Yeah. We're going to have to plan our Pokemon episodes accordingly, or yeah, we'll, have a, I... we'll have a live correspondent there on the ground. Yeah, we'll just have to Anytime. record at like three in the morning to talk to him. I'll be down for that. As long as uh, well, I'll send it in via via um, you know audio audio. Yeah, you could give know. us like recorded we'll updates out. if any Pokemon show up. You better be careful. Yeah. I've heard that Snorlaxes like to eat people, so you better keep your eyes out. <laughs> yeah. They might be famously uh, yeah known for eating. People. They might be trying to trying yes, to get you. Yeah. No, that, that was like episode like ten, right? That, <laughs> that was yeah, that was first Pokemon Olympics. I think I that think was the so. summer of twenty sixteen. Yes, yeah, so that was that was very very early on in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's so exciting for you, and um, I think your wife was on this show. Like yes, when we did our lo- um, yeah our, our I, live I, show. Uh, wait, was Erica? I think Erica. Yes, was she was there. there when we did the, the uh, cooking contest. The, the live cooking contest. Oh, yeah, that's, right. The, that's uh, right. She was one of the judges. judges. Yeah. I forgot about that. And that was the last time you were on the show. And I th- I'm pretty sure if my memory serves me right, you got engaged like very quickly after that. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, all, all's good. I, I hope you guys have a good episode though. Thank you so much. What are um, you and the new missus doing? Anything exciting for your – because today's your one-week anniversary. You guys have anything yeah. uh, special planned? just cleaning and, and Watch, doing, watching, watching your football. fantasy fantasy team yeah oh yeah yeah the sadness yeah i, I feel <laughs> you too all right well i'll let you guys go dan it Good was luck. uh it was a pleasure Good to have you on the you. show and i'm glad um everything's doing well with your your um your life gifts that are coming to you thank you thank yep. you and congratulations to you and erica from the who would win podcast that's right all right all right see you, dan. Talk to you guys later all right bye 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 all good things going on, right, Chris? He's a good guy. Yes, he is. I'm uh, I'm blessed to have both you and him in our li- in my life. So oh, that's, thanks, that's Steve. That's really nice. All good stuff. Uh, so, Chris, how's everything been? Good. Besides, you know, Dan getting married last week. Uh, yeah, all good. All good on? things. All good. Yeah. Just watching our fantasy teams uh, either implode or I'm doing good. Explode. Today. I'm not doing good. I made the, I made the decision to take out Jared Goff after his poor decision or his poor performance last week, and I put in the buffalo bills quarterback because he's playing the dolphins so i thought oh it's gonna get a bunch of points not happening dolphins are looking good today dolphins are looking better than they have been they're currently winning nine to 14 or 14 to nine excuse me uh in third quarter so i guess we'll see what happens we'll i'm not see. doing i'm not doing good i'm one in <laughs> five this season things have not been going my way well you're in good company because so is dan <laughs> this is true this might be the week where he takes me over though mm-hmm. um chris so lately i've been reading a lot of graphic novels and some of them have been really, really good. And like they're all like mainstream stuff. Like it's nothing that no one's ever heard of before. That's cool though. Can you throw out some some recommendations? So uh V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. That sounded really interesting. So how close was that to um the movie plot? Pretty accurate, but some big things in the movie are different than the graphic novel and vice versa. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Some some parts were really interesting. So it, I think it was written like 1984, sometime in the 80s. And like there was one panel where it had a poster promoting like propaganda for England. And it said like make Great Britain great again, which I thought really? that was kind of interesting. Yeah, because that was from like the 80s. So um, yeah, that was, that was a very good read. Um, I also read Batman The Long Halloween which one of my friends recommended, which is basically what the the film The Dark Knight was inspired by. And that was really, really good. 
And I also read, there's a sequel to that called Batman Dark Victory. I just read that. And there's another one called Batman Year One. And I just finished that this morning. And that was kind of the inspiration for Batman Begins. And that one was pretty good too. So the, the hardest thing with graphic novels though is even comic books. When you're reading them, it's completely different from reading a book obviously. But you really have to get in the mindset mm-hmm. of it in terms of looking at all the images, really understanding what's a thought bubble, what is a speech bubble, what's narration, what's not. Um, what uh, what actor played Batman in the graphic novel? What actor? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Um, I, well, I'm not going to lie though. Whenever I heard Batman's voice in my head, it came out as Kevin Conroy. Okay. Who's like the, the guy who's well known for doing the Batman voices in the various media. But no, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed, uh, reading those so far. And, uh, if anyone has any suggestions for anything else, I'll, uh, I'll gladly take them. Our library has a huge collection of digital comics and graphic novels online yeah you're a you're a frequent supporter of the of the local library that's really nice yeah i love going to the library we're using it online too so so yeah um so chris we had an episode a while back where we had samwise Gamgee going mm-hmm. up against professor sprout mm-hmm. Hog- hogwarts herbology teacher that's right uh in honor of both of us doing a lot of yard work <laughs> I'm, I'm i was just saying i'm staring out the window looking at your your yard right now it's green as can be it looks super good and the rain we're getting right now is good for it, too. Uh, so in that episode, we had Samwise Gamgee take the win with 62% of the vote, and Professor Sprout ended up coming in second with 38% of the vote. Oh, close, close fight. So you did the best you could, but unfortunately, Professor Sprout got left in the dirt. Was that good? I have, when did you think of that? Just now, just or now. had you been waiting? Just, just uh, nah, I've been waiting like three weeks. <laughs> I've, been, I've been, every morning, I'm like, that's how I'm going to get him. That's how I'm going to get him. Uh, so yeah, so that's what's going on, um, with our previous episodes and, um, we're getting close to episode a hundred. It's the next one coming up. We can, we can mention more about that at the end of the episode. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're good at math, this is episode 99. So, so plus one, the next one will be a hundred. Makes sense. Chris, you ready to get started with today's episode? I am ready. All right, let's do it. So please remember as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Well, we've got a little bit of a Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, another zombie apocalypse. That's right. Not so, one where I cheat to win. Exactly. So yeah. Steve's referencing all the way back in like, was, I think it was our first year. One of our first year, right? Where yeah. we did a, a Halloween episode of me versus Steve, <laughs> our actual selves in a zombie apocalypse using our wits and contacts contacts possessions to survive the longest in a zombie apocalypse in our local area and uh steve famously claimed that he had access to a boat and when later pressed on it he admitted he had no such access to a boat i do have a kayak right if that constitutes a boat i it floats well I don't want to rehash the episode out, but I don't think a kayak would be as useful as a boat. But no, hey, I agree. Maybe. I completely agree with you. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go give it a listen. It's probably like <laughs> in like the first like 20 episodes, I guess. Somewhere yes, around there. Probably. Yeah. Maybe like 15 or something like that. Just do a search. Yeah. Just search zombie apocalypse and then don't click on this one that you're currently listening to. Yes. Uh, now, this episode actually comes from a fan suggestion, but for some reason, I cannot find out where it came from oh no i looked through all of our itunes reviews i've looked through all the emails i've received and i cannot figure out who sent us the suggestion 
might've come through Twitter. I had a hard time looking through that also, but anywho, whoever the person was that suggested this episode, thank you. And I apologize that I cannot find the name. I'm gonna have to start writing down the names of the people. Cause I always write down the suggestions, but I never write down the names. And I really, need well, to you think we could that. find it, right? That's what I thought I could do. Oh, well, well, Hey, if it was you, send us a message. Yes, please. And we'll make sure you get the credit where the credit is due. So the person suggested, uh, two, two famous characters. We have Sirius Black in the Harry Potter series going up against, um, your little tease at the beginning of the episode, Boba Fett, uh, surviving a zombie apocalypse. Both, uh, individuals who I think would do a good job, not only fighting, but hiding as well, which I feel like would be very important in mm. surviving a zombie apocalypse. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss that more. That's right. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I, I would be happy to start. All right, go for it. Um, real quick, I want to start off with some Star Wars trivia for you, Steve. Go. Do you know um, what visual media Boba Fett first appeared in? I do. Because <laughs> it wasn't my first guess. What was your first guess? Episode 5. No, yeah, it is not. So what is it, Steve? So Boba Fett first appeared in the 1978, I think it was. I oh, believe you're right. It was in 77. <laughs> uh, the 1978... Uh, infamous Star Wars holiday special where he appeared as an animated cartoon. Uh, for some reason, the holiday special had these weird, like, quasi commercials during it. Sure did. But they weren't selling products, which eventually they ended up being turned into sold products. <laughs> but wow, that's irony. Yeah, but it was uh, it was teasing Boba Fett, and that was the first canonical introduction to the character. Yep. So he got kind of a lot of people famously say boba fett went out like a punk and he kind of came in like one too i learned yeah he was riding with this giant like dragon <laughs> that sounds really cool yeah but it was also in the star wars holiday special yes. which by the way um conspicuously absent from disney plus yeah mm. there's there's been some discussions as to whether or not that will be on disney george, plus george lucas i think semi-famously realized how bad it was and tried to hide it from the world yes he did say that he would uh, track it down and if he could he would track down every copy with a hammer and destroy them but i believe well i haven't checked in a long time but you used to be able to find it on youtube i think it's still on YouTube. in its entirety yeah i'm pretty not sure. the best quality but i mean well look at the source material <laughs> Uh, there's no, there's a weapon. Did you, have you seen what he looks like in the holiday special? No, no, I haven't. So if you look to see what he looks like in the holiday special, um, he has a weapon and that weapon is the exact same weapon that the Mandalorian uses in the TV show. The, the blaster or is it some kind of it's, special it's like, weapon? it's like a long rifle oh, okay, okay. with like kind of like a, not really a hook, but it's got like two prongs coming off the end of it. Okay. Um, so th that's what Boba Fett uses in that, even though Boba Fett has never used that since then. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was pretty much basing my Boba Fett yeah. armory off of episode... Oh, no, that's totally fine. Well, episode five and six, and also some, some um, like, legend stuff, because... I could actually say you could he, even use I mean, Clone Wars. I mean, he really isn't in episode five and six very much. No. So anyway, Boba Fett appears in episode five, when most people's first introduction to him. Uh, he's hired... He's a bounty hunter. He gets hired by Darth Vader to hunt down... Um, does he Solo? hire him to find Han Solo, right? Not Luke. He doesn't hire him to find Luke. Uh, no, because I think, I think technically he like has him hire the uh, go after the Millennium Falcon to get everybody who's on the ship. Because okay. I think he knows that that will, in turn, cause Luke to, to go looking for them. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Boba Fett, pretty quiet guy, doesn't have many lines. And then they got redubbed in the 2004 edition. Did they? I didn't know that. Be because that was after you realized that he was a clone of Jango Fett. Uh, that's, that was part of my background, yeah. So that, yeah. that part of his backstory doesn't get revealed until episode, episode two. two. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Clones? Yep. 
uh, where you find out he's a he's a clone, he's but he's a, clone. A, he's a special clone. He is an unaltered clone. So Django Django Fett, the base of all the clone troopers from um, episode two and three. Yep. Um, he was the base DNA, but he asked them to keep one kind of unchanged, like not doesn't age rapidly, doesn't have the growth, doesn't have yeah. the growth. Yeah. And he raised him as his son. Yep. Before he was beheaded by Mace Windu. Nice job. Uh, he watched, watched his, his father's head roll around on the ground and it scarred him for life. And I guess that might be why he's kind of quiet. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, kind of became a cult favorite character. I, I he don't, looks awesome. I don't think they realized when they were making him how popular he was going to be. No, I don't think so. Or they wouldn't have given him such a small part. Correct. Like looking back. Uh, and I think that's oh, why that he's, would never have happened today. I think that's why he's had a lot of backstory given to him in like, legends and um like you said he's in clone wars yep so in one of those and i'm pretty sure it's the non-canon so it's about to be legends he is revealed to have survived falling into the sarlacc pit that's in legends yeah that's, that is not in the main canon but I, that... be- I believe in the current canon we still don't know right what happened to him even though i recently read it's called the aftermath trilogy it takes place immediately after return of the jedi and there's a bunch of these um interludes throughout the books and there's one that's about this guy who lives on Tatooine, and he finds Mandalorian armor, and he puts it on and walks around with it. Interesting. So there's, but but the guy's not Boba Fett, mm-hmm. so it's it's like led to believe that this guy found this oh. armor just in the desert and then was just wearing it. But there's been no confirmation that it was Boba Fett's armor because it could be any Mandalorian armor that just happens to be on Tatooine. So, like you said, Mandalorian armor is pretty cool looking. Oh my gosh, yeah. And uh, Boba Fett's was kind of made to look like he might have scavenged separate parts from maybe different um, sets. Like, it didn't necessarily match perfectly. It was pretty scuffed Not up. like his dad's, yeah. It's pretty worn it's pretty, it, worn. pretty worn in. Yeah. Just, well, you brought up his dad's, but basically everything in the prequels looks really shiny and brand new. Yeah. Like, Whereas the original trilogy looks worn and used and, I don't know, that like, might, lived in. Right, exactly. But that, I think that was the intention. That might be a limitation of special effects as well. That's like, true, too. Everything looked shiny and brand new. Yeah. But... Uh, anyway, so he has he has the cool armor, and in addition to to looking cool, it has some um, defensive uh, advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the armor has a. I'm not sure the source of this, by the way, Steve. So if this comes from non-canon source, I apologize. Okay, uh, it has a liner shirt composed of a micro energy field projector and two layers of ceramic plates, which minimize impact and blaster hits while also providing resistance to the elements. Which I'm going to argue would also be useful to save, protect him from zombie bites and scratches. I would say that's totally fair. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that's canon. I, I don't know anything to say that it's not. Sure. But he, he has cool armor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It his, probably his helps with zombie bites. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in, including a helmet. So he's like, he's like covered head to toe, which yep. is useful in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, the, helm, the helmet's pretty special, actually. It can uh, record video, provide water, compensate for. A variety of exterior light conditions, amplify sound, uh, talk to its ship's computer, and it can pressure seal itself uh, for changes in pressure or, I don't know, maybe like poison gas or something. I thought that was pretty cool. So um, that stuff I just explained doesn't come up in Episode 5 and 6 at all. There's not really much background given to Boba Fett's appearance, not armor, or weapons. Trilogy, no. But he does use a couple weapons in the original trilogy. He has a jetpack. Um, yeah, I think he only uses it once. On, get, on the barge, yeah, on with the barge. On Boba Fett's, I mean, sorry, on um, uh, Jabba the Hutt's barge. Mm-hmm. He flies from one to the other, and then he accidentally shoots himself into the Sarlacc pit with it. 
Uh, yeah, he like backs up into Han Solo somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, according to this source, it's a Mytrinoman Z6 jetpack. Um, only has about a minute of flying time. Unfortunately, it's not a magical infinite jetpack. That's interesting. You think he'd have a, a lot of longevity to his, the the mm-hmm. use of it? Yeah. Um. So also in the in the original trilogy, he uses a well, he has a blaster that um Luke Skywalker cuts cuts off. On yes. the same barge. Yes. He has like a grappling hook type thing. Yep. He's got some kind of rope. Yep. Yeah. Um, does he use any other weapons that you remember in the original trilogy? He also has some kind of like a, um, like a blaster kind of like attached to his arm. Okay. I don't know what you would call that. That shoots like a laser type projectile? Yeah, exactly. Um, does he use any rockets in the original trilogy? Not that I can think of. Okay. So some of the other weapons that have been added to his suit throughout the stories are a variety of rockets. Uh, ranging from mini concussion to anti-personnel to stunning rockets. Uh, he also has a flamethrower that he... Oh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think he's ever he used, he never any, used that. Yeah, no. I don't think he used it in the original trilogy. I know he had it in um, the Star Wars um, video game that came yes. out after after Episode 7 or around Episode 7. Battlefront. Battlefront, Battlefront. yeah. Star Wars yeah. Battlefront. Uh, he was a hero. He had a... His dad also... Could, like, can you assume that everything Django had, Boba also had? I think he. You could at least assume he had access to because it because, like, Django had a flamethrower. He also had a grappling hook. And true, true. You know. Yes, and then he did use those. Yes. So uh, of of those, I, I think they're all pr- pretty useful against zombies. Um, the flamethrower, I think, would be very useful. The jetpack would be very useful. Uh, the rockets, although limited, would also be very useful. Um, and then, uh, since we keep talking about it, might as well just bring up how Boba Fett air quote died in the uh, original trilogy sure he he successfully captured han solo yep. delivers him to jabba the hut mm-hmm. uh but then luke stages a little bit of a little bit of a breakout yeah um, a sail barge a, a fight breaks out uh han solo is with chewy he's recently unfrozen still blind and a little bit like <laughs> slow yeah a little uh, uh, confused Chewy, Chewy roars, and Han Solo says, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? <laughs> Turns around, comically bumps him, and that causes uh, Boba Fett's jetpack to shoot him into a Sarlacc pit, which is a, I guess, a giant mouth monster that lives in the, in the desert. Yeah, it's like a Venus flytrap, <laughs> like, covered with sand. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty good pretty good analogy. It has way more teeth than a Venus flytrap. Yes. And he falls in. But then he goes through a slow digestion process that takes over a thousand years, <laughs> which is the famous part. So, um, yeah, like when I was a kid, I always thought that like Han Solo would have been burnt or his shirt would have like caught on fire when he bumped into Boba Fett because the jetpack is right it's there, like right next to him, right next to him when mm-hmm. it when it when it goes off. Yeah, and then Boba Fett has that like infamous scream where it's like, Wah! yeah. I was gonna ask you, is that a um? Uh, what's the name of that screen? Oh, the Willem screen. Is that a Willem screen? No, it's not. No, okay. Yeah, I don't need, actually to be uh to be honest with you, they didn't even record it with um the new guy Tamara Morrison who does Django. They that's I think originally from the nineteen eighty three release. They didn't change that up. Okay, which is interesting. You think they maybe would have changed that? Do you think there out there are Wilhelm screams in Star Wars? Oh, there are. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure as well. Well, it sounds like you're positive. Um. This is kind of a tangent, but The Last Jedi I know doesn't have one. Okay. And I think they said that they wanted to stop it because I feel like now it kind of takes you out of the movie a little I, bit. I agree. When, when you like, are you used to hearing it, you like realize it as something 
fake and not part of the movie. I can't remember if it was in The Force Awakens, but I know for a fact it's not in The Last Jedi. There you go, people. It's another reason for you to hate The Last Jedi. It took out the will. Oh, I know that's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson subverted your expectations. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Boba Fett, I mean, he's got great technology. I agree with you there. Yep. He has good tech advantage. Good tech advantage. Because um, he comes from the past. Right. <laughs> and hopefully that'll pay off uh, with him in a zombie apocalypse. I hope so. But we'll how will see. he do against a wizard? Well, we'll have to see. Uh, speaking of which, the wizard I have here is Sirius Black, also known as Padfoot. Uh, he was also called Snuffles. That was a nickname that was also given to him by his um, anime guy friends. They called him Snuffles? Snuffles. That seems like an insult. I think that was nickname. a younger uh, nickname. Uh, so Sirius Black, uh, everyone knows him. He uh, is Harry Potter's godfather. He was basically the best friend to Harry's father. Um, he was in Gryffindor, he went to Hogwarts, and um, he was amongst of four friends that included Harry's dad, Peter Pettigrew, and Remus Lupin, and the four of them created the group they called themselves the um, uh, the Marauders. They were called the Marauders. And because Lupin was a werewolf, the other three learned to transform into animals called Animagi. And Sirius Black, like I said, he is able to turn into a dog, thus his nickname, Padfoot. I totally forgot about that part. There you go. That he turns into a dog. Yeah, he can turn into a dog. And um, he was involved in the first Wizarding War, which is fighting against Voldemort and the Death Eaters. He was a member of the Order of the Phoenix. And he uh, was found guilty of killing Peter Pettigrew, which is the person who turns into a rat, because uh, Peter Pettigrew sold out the location of James and Lily to Voldemort. And... Uh, Sirius Black was so upset with him that he tried killing him, and Peter Pettigrew like cut off his finger and turned into a rat, so it looked like the only thing that was left of him was his finger. Sirius Black gets locked up. He's sent to Azkaban, which is like the worst prison in the world, where usually people would die, but he did not die because he held on to that hope that he knew that he was innocent that entire time. And then once he found out that Peter Pettigrew was still alive, he... Uh, Escaped Azkaban, which is the plot of the third one, by transforming into a dog, gets out of Azkaban, and then uh, eventually meets up with Harry, and then gets back into the game again uh, to fight against Voldemort and his Death Eaters in the second Wizarding uh, War. Um, can, can we take a quick aside? Sure. If, That's a lot of information. If I know. you could choose to turn into any animal, yeah, why would you pick rat? I feel like they should have known that was suspicious from the get-go. It's a good question. Be like, oh, and we're gonna let's all pick our animals to turn into. What do you guys want, like? Could dragon they, could they pick I forget uh, oh they is it like pick. it chooses you i don't know i i maybe oh, they can i kind pick. of assumed you got to pick but maybe not i didn't even think of that that's a really good point yeah why would you choose a rat uh it's weird what would you choose uh does it have to be a real animal or can it be fictional give me an example dragon yes real <laughs> i mean probably something that can fly like, that's what i would pick too like a cool eagle i was gonna go with like an owl oh yeah owls are and a cool owl would be good too yeah like, I don't want to have to worry about stuff eating me also. That's the thing. You want to be a predator of some type. Yeah, like a high-end one. Because, like, we kind of, you know, are, are lucky as humans. We don't have to worry about other animals trying to eat us usually. Yes. So, like, if I picked, like, oh, I want to be a cool blue jay, and then I'll get eaten by something. <laughs> like a falcon coming yeah, after you I don't or want, something. I don't want that. I think it's a good call. I need a big bird of prey if I can fly. But then you got Pettigrew who picked a rat. So, right there, that's... How many things to try to eat rats? Exactly. Good luck against a snake, Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Or, like, a Slytherin... The, the basilisk yeah, really or professor mcgonagall if she turned into a cat and just was going after you one day 
I also think it'd be interesting to be able to be some type of fish or marine creature, but I'm also like kind of scared of the ocean, like deep going deep. Oh my in the god, ocean. it'd be terrifying. I'm also afraid of heights though too, so I don't know how that would work out for me. I'm just maybe I'd pick a rat because I'm like, well, that's all I have left. Maybe a dog, and that's how Peter Pettigrew picked a rat. Now you're allergic to like furry animals like that, so would you be sneezing the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. I hope I would hope you like lose that allergy when you turn into them, but who knows? In the Wizarding World, I'm sure they have some kind of toxin, toxic thing that they not toxic, but um, they probably have some magic. You know, yeah, some magic thing that they can probably take some to seaweed help them out. you can tape over your nose. Well, they did have that. There you go. <laughs> Uh, one thing that's important that I want to add about Sirius Black, so like I mentioned, he's an animagus, but he's what's called an unregistered animagus, which they don't dive into this into the uh, in the movies. But in the books, if you're an animagus, you are supposed to register yourself with the Ministry of Magic, some department, the bureaucratic process that is the Ministry of Magic. And so that way anybody can go and look in the registry and see who is an animagus. And okay. he, along with, the others are all unregistered anime guy. So nobody knew at the time that he was an animagus except for his friends. And then later, like, Harry and Hermione and everybody like that. So he actually was a criminal. So He should have been an Azkaban. Yeah, he did He did break that law. I don't know the consequences of just being an unregistered That might just be, guy. like, a fine. It might, it might community, community service. service, yeah. Where you have to, like, work with dogs. So that way you understand, you know, what it's really like to be one. I don't know. But, um... So what I was going to talk about him is that he's, like, really good at hiding, whether it's a secret or even in general because – That's like, true. He did hide for a lot of the time. <laughs> and the entire plot of the third book is him just being on the run. And he was so good at doing it because he was a dog. So if we're talking about a zombie apocalypse, this could be challenging because if he's still going out in public, zombies could see him. Uh, they could try to – Go after him. And this is, I think we've talked about this on the show before. It all comes down to what kind of zombies we're talking about. It could be important. So what I was thinking was, can you think of any films where they showed zombies going after a dog or other animals? So, like, I can think of examples of zombie dogs. Like, I think multiple Resident Evils have had zombie dogs. But they never actually showed, like, how zombies attack the dogs. I don't Probably because that would be, like, pretty messed a little, up little thing graphic. to watch. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you'd want to see that. I wouldn't want to see that. No, me neither. So I guess it's – can we assume that a zombie would attack a dog, like, absent another – like, if they, yes. rather, they'd rather chase a human. Yes. But they probably would also chase an, an animal. They would. Dog, cat, horse. Yes. Goat, whatever. Okay. All right. I agree with that. Okay. So then it comes down to the speed and agility of the sure. zombie. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, like, like I think – like I said, we mentioned probably zombies are usually known as being pretty slow. But some movies, like I know uh, 28 Weeks Later and 28 Days Later, for example, mm -hmm. zombies are very fast. And that Will Smith that. one that was uh, really oh, vampires. Right. Yeah. The um, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah, they can't go out in the sun. And they, they were very fast. They were fast and smart. And they went after the dog. They went after his dog. Remember, he right. had a dog in that. So if we count those as zombies. Yeah. But that's also because they were smart and they were just doing that because they knew he like the dog that's true they didn't yeah, actually he was, to, like, he was trying to lure lure him yeah in. yeah that's that's like a not great example of as to use as like how zombies act no i agree so i mean right then and there i'd, I'd say he could he could survive just by outrunning and so out you're kind of going for a like hide in the shadows type strategy yep hide in the shadows type strategy mm -hmm. and um this is this is one of the nice things too like remember uh shawn of the dead yeah. Remember when they, they pretend to be zombies? Yes. Now, those zombies, it, it was a comedy, and those zombies were, you know, really, really stupid. Yep. Now, um, Sirius Black as a dog, I'm just going to call him Padfoot, just to reference him as a dog. 
Padfoot, like he looks really like disheveled, and he looks really like he looks really bad. He's like a mangy black dog. He's a mangy black dog. Uh, which also Sirius looks like when he's out of Azkaban, like his clothes are all ripped. Like he looks really, really bad too. Really, really thin. Like mm-hmm. you can basically see his bones. But Padfoot as the dog, I mean, he might even just be able to look like a pretty screwed up dog. <laughs> and he might be able to blend in kind of like in Shaun of the Dead and just kind of do his thing and people will just leave him alone. Yeah, I so guess that, that could, that could go with, sense for, yeah, your, for your strategy. That could go with his hide and seek method. So I was thinking Boba Fett would be like, Offensive firepower oriented. Okay. I mean, as a bounty hunter, you you kind of do have to work in the shadows and like surprise people. So I think he would have some knowledge, but like the other hard thing is he'd be so out of place because like he's used to living in like, you know, futuristic by our standards, space worlds. Yeah. Not like a dirty zombie infested town like most zombie movies. Like it's hard to picture how a zombie apocalypse would work in Star Wars because like he would just fly away. Well, yeah. Would it affect the whole planet or would it affect right. like the whole rim or the whole galaxy? Like, sure. You could make something where like, you know, people flee, but then some zombies make it on some spaceships, which and spreads they, it. They other like, places. It's a whole thing. Right. But Boba Fett's ship is small. It's like a, it's like a two person ship, maybe even a one person ship. Definitely one, two people. Two people. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. And the cargo room. Right. But like, he's not going to like be holding so much people that like, he wouldn't notice a zombie, like sneaking on board. Now, would he – he would definitely defend himself if necess- as necessary, and he has the tools to do so. Yeah. I, I think his main – I think his main advantages are, are like, offensive. Like, right. He can fortify himself somewhere yes. and then just and then just shoot anybody who comes so That's what I was going to say. My guy's very defensive where yours very offensively yeah. drawn. But now something with, with Boba Fett is he is so offensively drawn. Do you think his offensive techniques would – draw too much attention to him during Uh, a zombie apocalypse like if he's using a flamethrower like that's not like a quick kill that no other zombies i feel like are going to notice like they're going to see the fire all of his stuff like his rockets would be loud right his blaster has to hope that he can maybe be quiet so the other thing i was going to say is a couple of his things are like limited in ammo like the rockets and i'm assuming the flamethrower what how do blasters work in star wars they do have some type of like cartridge that they have to load but they get a lot of usage Yes. Yeah, there there is some like a battery type thing there, for yeah, lack of a better word. There's some evidence in the canon where they have to like basically reload something, but it does take a lot mm-hmm. to get to that point. So a rocket I think is a, you know, just blow up a zombie, pretty safe kill. Uh fire <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Fire sometimes works well against zombies in certain films and sometimes it just gives you flaming zombies that are scarier. Yes. So fire is like maybe good, maybe not. The blaster, he has to shoot him in the head canonically to kill zombies. Uh he has pretty good aim, but it like wouldn't work from too far away. But at least he has the most blaster ammo. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here how it's gonna go for him. Like he, he shoots his rocket at the big groups. Um he could use his small weapons towards like a smaller yeah um one man job and, and if he gets in trouble if he gets surrounded if he gets you know overwhelmed he does a quick jetpack hop gets on another building roof or something and then he just has to be wary of his fuel usage there is some canon to uh zombies being in star wars there are a, oh can, actually excuse me not in canon in um the star wars universe and, can, and can it, you uh, it, can you tell us about it so there's there's a a comic run 
or it might have been a book run. It was some kind of written material, and I believe it was called like Shadow Troopers. De- no, Death Troopers, and it had to do with some kind of zombie stormtroopers. Whoa! And the cover is like a stormtrooper helmet with I think like like a skull on it, or maybe like a hook going through the helmet, or something along those lines. I want to read that. So, but yeah, so I mean, you, Boba Fett having to defend himself against zombies could definitely be possible. Um, and he could he could have experience with uh, with doing it. But now, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm sure the two of our guys are definitely going to meet up with each other. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's trying to survive on their own. Before we go to a straight-up fight, can, did you think about at all how what how magic would do against zombies if no. you had to fight them? Because originally Cause I was thinking it's not as great as you initially think. Like, I don't even think an Avada Kedavra would, would kill a zombie. Well, so I was just going to say, so Sirius Black definitely wouldn't use Avada Kedavra because that's, like, you know, the worst thing you can possibly do. But you're absolutely right because you can't use that to kill a zombie because they're already dead. They're already dead. He he need a spell that could like hurt their head or or sever their neck or something like that. Yeah, he might be able to. I don't know. Maybe create some kind of potions that could maybe um, I don't know weaken the zombies somehow. They have to have them to consume it though. Um, some like basic ones that you probably remember, like Petrificus Totalis, which like makes the body numb. Mm-hmm. You could use that against non- zombies to slow them down. Um, there's like a fire spell incendio. I don't know. You could burn their burn their bones or or you know their flesh, whatever mm-hmm. coming at yeah, you. We, yeah, we definitely mentioned how fire fire might be good, might be worse. Depends. He's also good at nonverbal magic, which could actually be really good in a zombie apocalypse because you don't have to speak, which won't give your position away to zombies in order to do a spell, even if you're like whispering. So not being able to speak and still have your spells and, and charms go through is, uh, is definitely a positive thing. That is useful. Um, but yeah, I think the only thing he, he, like you said, he cannot murder something that's already dead. And I don't think he would use any of the unforgivable curses anyway. So he would either slow them down or possibly, you know, burn them something to, um, uh, to just try to okay. get them off his back. I'm just curious. I know you're going for the mostly stealth route as yeah. a dog. I just didn't know if you considered the, he the might magical able, impact. He's also really good at transfiguration, not just because he's an animagus, but he does have skills with transfiguration. So he might be able to just transfigure them into something. Oh, that's like such an interesting concept in the Harry Potter world of like turning a human into something else. Yeah. Like, that should really be the unforgivable curse. Like, that should be the fourth one. Like, That's true. Turning Making a human, human turning into, into something. into, like, an, anything. anything, really. Right, without their permission, anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's, like, so messed up. So if you could take if you could take a zombie and just turn them into, I don't feather. know, like a box or a feather. A box. Right. And then just set it on fire or just let the feather <laughs> blow away. Yeah. Like, I think that would maybe be his go-to. Because you're not killing it, but you're turning it into something else, and then... It's going to be stuck in that form of matter for, yeah. for an indefinite period of time. Yeah, that uh, that is actually a pretty powerful spell usage. Yeah. Okay, um, so now you're, we have, you're saying if if they met up in the zombie wasteland, if they met up in the zombie wasteland, and had to fight, and they had a fight. Uh, so, like I said, I'm not. I'm going to say he's not going to do Avada Kedavra. He would just not, for moral reasons. Just for moral reasons, he's he's not going to do that against against Boba Fett. Um, he he could also use transfiguration. I think using transfiguration against Boba Fett, like I don't think he would turn Boba Fett into something. Okay, as, as his like KO, 
I don't think he would knock him out by, oh, you're transformed into a seashell and I stomp on you. I don't think he would do that to Boba Fett because uh, he's an expert duelist and I think he really wants to win by honor if it's okay. a duel. If he's just trying to survive so like a zombie, that's something different. That's a good point. I don't think Boba Fett would have the same code of honor. No, he bounty, would just bounty be hunters are not as honorable. No, he would just so be out for murder. I, yeah, I think the element of surprise would be a big advantage for Boba Fett. Almost necessary against magic. Like, if if he can get you from far away with either a blaster or a rocket, I mean, that's his best bet. If up close, like, so this is an interesting switch from our last episode where I had a magical user and you did not. Yeah. And you didn't really have any physical defenses against magic, and we don't really know how Mandalorian armor would do against magic. Correct. It's a toss-up. I mean, it has some specialness to it, but really... Who knows? It might do nothing. Do you think it so, would surprise Boba Fett at all, seeing this magic? Because like in our previous episode, yeah. we talked about Samwise being like uh, unfazed by it because there's magic in the right. Lord of the Rings Middle Earth. So, I mean, Boba Fett, like, he's he's like been around as a bounty hunter. Right. He's, he's, he's like tangled with Jedi, right? So, like, they have a little bit of mysticism to them. Yeah, yeah. But the Force isn't quite the same as, like making a patronus or something correct so i think he probably would be a little surprised and um consider like having to hold back you know like because he doesn't know what you're capable of that's why i really think he needs the element of surprise to have a good chance i don't know how he'd do in like a fair duel i think boba would probably stake him out a little bit serious black he would watch him see his like movements if he could right because it'd be hard to do that he he luckily could have some technology on his side. Um do you remember in oh geez, episode two or three, where um somebody tries to assassinate um Padme. Episode two, yep. And Anakin like jumps out the window and mm-hmm. chases somebody. Obi Wan jumps out the window. Obi Wan, okay. Yeah. And they find a person, right? But yes. then they get shot from far away. Yes, yes. And yeah. I believe that the person that shot them from far away was, was Django. Django. Fett, yeah. And I think, uh, see, that's why I don't remember if it was Django or the other guy, but they exist in the universe. Like some, basically a, a tracking droid camera to just follow the person that you're. Oh, yeah, you're right. In. Yeah. So like to keep tabs on you. Yeah. That would, I mean, Boba Fett would have to know about you in advance to be able to do that. If they just like bump into each other on the street and start yeah. fighting, I think I'm at much more of a disadvantage against magic. I mean, if they're both in the same area and they're seeing like a bunch of zombies being like dead dead or like destroyed like they probably know that something's going on they know because, someone powerful's around right because the zombies wouldn't be going at it against one another zombies yeah. So really they, yeah they, they, know that they shouldn't another... fight they should just team up the zombies or oh no, Boba, Boba Fett, Fett and, and Sirius Black. Black oh my god that'd be an awesome <laughs> like uh, crossover comic series it would be it'd be like a, a buddy comedy <laughs> like oh help Buckethead Boba and Black Boba and Black uh, like or... we'll put it on our list of things that we've created that will never be produced. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, that's uh, all I got for now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, Disney Plus, hey, well, they don't own uh, Harry Potter yet. Oh. So, yeah, you never know. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Sirius is, Sirius would be, when it comes to hand to hand combat, oh, sorry. Look at that. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> Could you say it again? My phone, because I said, hey, Sirius. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When it comes to, like, hand-to-hand combat, Boba Fett would definitely have the advantage there. So, taking away magic. Taking away magic. Uh, I would yeah. agree, especially because, like, 
Sirius was always like a little bit. He was never like a big physical guy. Correct. He also, which I completely forgot about. Oh, this would be so sick. So Boba Fett, he can fly, right? And you said for like a minute or so. Yeah, he has about a minute of fuel. So remember the, to what remember the flying motorcycle that um, Hagrid uses? Yes, that's yeah. actually that's Sirius Black's. Oh, that's right. And he let Hagrid borrow it. Oh wow! So Sirius Black, in terms, so in terms of surviving a zombie apocalypse, if he needs to get out in like a last minute ditch and and Padfoot's not working out for him, he could get on the motorcycle. But uh, the battle between uh, him and Boba Fett, like that, could then be airborne. But he oh, would also man. have more of an airborne advantage because Boba Fett's, if it only lasts a minute, the, motor- right. the motorcycle lasts way longer than that. Yeah, like the jetpack isn't really made for long term flight; it's more like quick jumps. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But if if Sirius Black loses the wand, it's he can't do anything. I know some magicians or some wizards can use spells without having a wand, but I don't right. think that Sirius Black is possible of of that spell or of that uh, ability. But he's an expert duelist, so, I mean, if it came down to you shooting him and he using spells but he wouldn't kill you, it, it would be interesting, yeah, because we don't know what magic proofness the suit the Mandalorian armor has. Maybe in the Mandalorian... That'll they'll go into maybe what exactly the armor's made up from, and we'll get a little more backstory of uh, what the Mandalorian um, supplies are like, which would be really interesting. Yeah, a lot of people are super excited for that. I'm super excited for it. I know just yesterday of this recording, uh, they released like a half hour of it to some journalists from like different clips from the episodes, and some people are saying like this is the Star Wars thing that they've been waiting their entire life for. Wow, that's a good review. So, is yeah, it is was... it available all when Disney Plus launches, like November twelfth or whatever? Yes, but it'll only be the first episode. Okay, and, are they, and they're doing like a week. I think time. they're doing it a weekly time. Yeah, yeah. But November twelfth is a Tuesday, I I think, which is kind of random. That is kind of random. Do you think it'd come out like on a Friday or something? Yeah. So I'm curious if that means the Mandalorian will just come out every Tuesday, or mm-hmm. will it be just a Tuesday and then every Friday? Or do we get two in that first week? Yeah, I have no who, idea. Who knows? We'll have to find out. Right. Exactly. Um, so yes, that's what we're looking at. Uh, Chris, um, anything else you want to add for the abilities fight matchup before we get into quick, some fun facts? Nothing, nothing new has, has really jumped out at me. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, um, I was kind of thinking like, would on the other bounty hunters like team up, but I don't think so. They're pretty solitary. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, same thing with Sirius. I mean, he could, I don't know. It, well, it all depends, like, when in the Harry Potter timeline would this be taking place? Right. You know, right. would would none of both, his friends have died? Cause, both of our characters died in their in their story, so. Yeah, exactly. Because other Animagus in Harry Potter he could team up with. You never know. Um, so, yeah, so let's uh, let's go to some fun facts, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Okay. I'm curious to see how many of these fun facts you know. Okay. So you were talking about Boba Fett in extended universe uh having shown to escape the starlight pit and then you also mentioned how his armor might have been recovered yes and is that in a canon story that is in a canon story okay so here's some background on that okay uh in the comic star wars number 81 which is which is now not canon it's in the it's in the legends Legends category. category okay uh jawas of doom boba is shown escaping the pit of carcoon the starlight pit uh having rocketed his way to safety 
The dazed Boba is picked up by some Jawas and stored inside their sandcrawler. However, the Jawas also steal R2-D2, prompting Han, Leia, and Luke to stage a dramatic high-speed rescue. Han finds the amnesiac Boba Fett and attempts to help him. What? However, Fett attacks, leaving Han no choice but to jump clear of the speeding sandcrawler as it topples into the toothy maw of the Sarlacc. <laughs> so he got eaten by a Sarlacc Wait, again. what? Yep. Wait, why was he trying to help Boba Fett? I, did I he, guess, not, he didn't have a helmet so on? So they're saying Boba Fett had amnesia, so I didn't remember. So okay. he was just being a good guy. Okay. So when Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012, the expanded universe was most done away with in terms of the new canon. Um, but Star Wars author and historian Jonathan Ritzer confirmed in a Reddit AMA that Boba does indeed survive the pit in the new continuity. It's been suggested that his trademark armor has been recovered and there's no sign of the man himself yet. Okay. Which is what you referenced being right. someone else found his armor. So, so, so not in any materials has it been confirmed. Exactly. Just, the, just, just this guy's AMA. Just one guy saying it. Huh. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. I thought that when I was reading that part of the book, I thought, Oh my god, like is this Boba Fett? I mean, like, you could make an argument that his armor could have been found on like his dead body. Like that doesn't mean yeah, he's alive. Right, exactly. Maybe the Sarlacc coughed up the armor after it digested it. I mean it does burp a couple times. There in you the go. Movie, so it could uh I'm sure you could throw up also. Um, did you know he was intended to be the main villain of Return of the Jedi? I did not. Well, uh, that really didn't happen, did well, it? <laughs> I think this was very early on in George Lucas's planning. Uh he was originally gonna have Boba Fett be the main antagonist of the third film. With Luke's second confrontation confrontation with Vader being part of the follow up trilogy, uh, but that didn't happen, and they wrapped up that storyline in the original trilogy, probably for the best because of how long it took to make the the, um, oh, the next trilogy. Yeah, there are some people who think that the John Favreau, who's making the Mandalorian, that he was originally trying to make a Boba Fett show. And that Disney said no. You can't use Boba Fett, right? But use another. Yep. So he basic because there's also another bounty hunter called IG Eleven in the show, which the everybody guy. thought was going to be IG eighty eight. Right. So some people also thought like, oh, Disney was like, you cannot use IG eighty eight. You have to use IG eleven instead. Which I'm a believer that that didn't happen, and that he's just making his own. But yeah. So there's another theory on on slightly changing characters. Related to money that that Disney gets or George Lucas gets money when they use like his original characters, created. yeah. But I, you know, I don't know who knows how much of an effect that made. Yeah. So th so this fact is saying that uh, basically the events of the Return of the Jedi Lucas planned for to take place in the entire next trilogy and then squished it down into one movie. Oh wow! It really squished down into like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, really. I wonder what his total on screen time is. Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so in addition to, um, like you said, being not the main character of The Mandalorian, he was going to be in a pretty, like, hyped-up uh, Star oh, Wars video yeah, game 13, called Star Wars 1313. I remember 1313. They had, like, a poster and, like, they it had everything for like it. like a dark, gritty Star Wars game. Yeah. And that got canceled. Yeah, everyone was really excited for that, too. Yeah. Um, there's there's an action figure. I think this is the one you pulled so up. So this yeah. is a is you know about this. This thing is worth so much money. It's an ultra rare Boba Fett collectible called the Holy Grail of Star Wars collectibles. It's got in the back. It's got um like the jetpack um bullet that yes. will like shoot out. Yep. And it's worth so much money. It was almost immediately recalled due to safety concerns. That's why there's it's so hard to find. I think there's another one that's worth even more money than this one, and it's that, but it's just white because it was like the um like the trial figure like before they even painted it. Or anything like that. Wow. Yeah. So there's been a few 
sales of it. So like in 2013, one was sold for $22,500. Um, apparently there's one that floats around on eBay for 150,000. Uh, there was one in the TV show Pawn Stars where the, the pawn shop offered a hundred thousand dollars for it, but it was declined. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, in some storyline, Boba Fett was married and had a kid. I wonder how that happened. I guess he'd have to take off his helmet. You think? Because in that picture, it's it's him. It's basically him with his family, <laughs> yeah. and he's still in the Boba Fett armor. Yeah, I can imagine his wife being like, "Boba, can you like, take your helmet off inside, freeze for the Christmas picture? How are you going to eat dinner? We got to celebrate Life Day. Take off the helmet." Aw. Um. And I think that's mostly my facts. There's a bunch of stuff from expanded universe legends that. I don't know. It's interesting to, but you know, the fact that it's not canon is just like it's kind of hard. It's like, now. it's like fan fiction now. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, he was kind of fleshed out a little more in the Clone Wars show. There was actually a really good episode of the Clone Wars where he teams up with a bunch of the bounty hunters, like I believe Bosk and IG eighty eight, and uh, he's trying to kill like Mace Windu. like to get revenge on his dad, oh. which is actually a pretty cool. But he's pretty young. I think at that point he was like. 15 16 years old when that was happening so it was pretty dark to have this like young adult you know teenager trying to hunt down and murder a uh, a jedi so but yeah i mean hey we've predicted a lot so let's predict boba fett within the next year will be you know what i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say in the mandalorian boba fett will be revealed to be alive that's my prediction would you be so bold as to say it may be revealed in The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine. No, I do you hope think they that's don't. too? I hope they don't. That's too far. No, okay. No, don't. I feel like that'd be super fan servicey. Yeah, it would be. But it's. If, I mean, <laughs> that seems like what JJ is doing. Some people are theorizing that there's going to be a clip in The Rise of Skywalker where it's basically like Endgame, and like everybody just shows up, and people are like, "Oh, like Tauntauns are going to show up, and Ewoks are going to show up, and like just everything ever, Jawas, Sand people are going to." show up and it's just going to be the good guys versus the first order. Uh, that, it's gonna, and I hope to God they don't do that. It's going to look more like that scene in uh, <sighs> the video game movie where you find the three oh, Easter eggs. Um, Ready Player One. Ready, it's going to look more like that where it's just all this cheesy references. Exactly. Like, hey guys, remember this? Remember right. this? Exactly. Then like an actual cool like ensemble I, fight. I, like don't, I don't think J.J. Abrams would do that. And the, I, and the I don't fact that so people either. are theorizing that, I'm just like, like, is that what you want? Is that what you <laughs> really want? Like, come on. Uh, so I have some fun facts here about uh, Sirius Black. So I don't think I mentioned this, but he was portrayed by Gary Oldman in the Harry Potter movies, which I actually completely forgot about. I totally such, forgot. Such a good actor. I love him. I, I forgot that he was in um, the Harry Potter movies. Uh, he was in Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix, and Deathly Hollows Part 2. He uh, infamously dies at the end of Order of the Phoenix, the book and the film. And in the book, like, you read all the books, right? Yes. So, like, he, like, falls into, like, a mirror. So I was going to – I was wondering if you were going to say this. Like, I felt like his yeah. book death was very open-ended. Like, they could have yes. – left room for him to somehow come back yeah but then in the next book it was like very final like he's dead yeah because like, yeah like you said it, it's like a mirror was it the mirror of irised actually no it was a separate mirror it was some mirror in the the, uh, the ministry of magic yes that somehow he fell into yeah he got knocked by a curse from somebody yeah. into it 
But in the movie Order of the Phoenix, you can kind of hear off scream Bellatrix scream of Vada Kedavra. Yes. And he gets hit by it. Right. But then he that hit forces him to fall mm-hmm. into the into the mirror. Right. And I, I don't remember if, if it was an Avada Kedavra in the book, but I, I don't remember think it reading was. it thinking, yeah. oh, he's just alive inside the mirror dimension. Right. And yeah. And they're going to talk gonna, to They're going to get him get out him or something. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you thought of that, too, because I, I remember thinking that. Yeah, I was I was never um I was never too sure about that. Uh bu- 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 let's see anything else. Uh Harry names one of his kids uh middle name after him. Uh one of his kids names is James Sirius Potter. Uh let's see. Um oh, I actually did not remember this cuz it's been so long since I read the books, but in the books he when he transforms into a dog, it's supposed to be like the size of like a bear. It's a big dog. It's a yeah. huge dog. Whereas in the movies, it's just like it's a still dog. a pretty like big a dog. It is a pretty big dog, but it's not a bear. But it's not bear. No, it's not here. that big. Which is kind of like all right. The the the, the our arguments are over, so we're not going to go back <laughs> to the fact that he was a bear. But how did he get out of Azkaban if he was the size of a bear? Yeah, I don't think they really went into his the details of his escape. <laughs> like, did someone just walk by a cage one day and was like, "Yo, Jim." We got a we bear acci- in here. We accidentally put a bear yeah, in here. Yeah, what's, what's a bear doing in here? Bear go. And we're like, oh, we got to get him out of here. We got the magical pita up our butt, and we can't, <laughs> we can't have this going on. Um, he is. Uh, he also in the book, which he didn't do in the movie, he gave Harry like a magical mirror that they could use to communicate with one another, but they never incorporated that into the movie. Um, and that's basically all I can find right now as it comes to to serious black i mean he's a good character jk rowling commented on him though which i thought was really interesting um saying that she does not think that he is a wholly wonderful character she says that nobody is wholly good or wholly evil and yet the way he acts towards snape suggests that he cannot conceive of any uh, latent good qualities there serious's great redeeming qualities how much affection he is capable of feeling he loved james like a brother and he went on to transfer that attachment to harry because like a lot of people do love Sirius, but mm-hmm. he was a jerk to um, to Severus. Snape. And so was Harry's dad. And so was Harry's they, dad. They were mean bullies. They were bullies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, no one is 100% good. I'm sure no one is 100% evil. You know, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah. So, there you go. Boba Fett versus Sirius Black in Surviving a Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, like always, there will be a Twitter poll. You can vote for who you think would. Are we going to do who you think would win in terms of surviving the zombie apocalypse? Yeah, let's do a zombie. Let's do it in a zombie apocalypse. Okay, and then you can also give us your feedback regarding um, who you think would win between the two of them in a one v one. All right, so Chris, before we get out of here, uh, I guess we should do a little tease to our next episode, episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. I know it's been a long time coming. We appreciate everybody listening, uh, getting excited for this. I didn't know we officially decided what episode one hundred was going to be. I think we did. Okay. Well, you tell me, and I'll tell you if I remember that. Uh, it's going to be kind of a trip down memory lane. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's not going to be like a highlight reel because I don't have the time <laughs> to to go through 99 episodes and and find exactly where our greatest moments happen. Yeah. Or our favorite moments, I should say. Um, but if anybody – I think we mentioned this in episode 98. If anybody would like to uh, send to us any of your favorite memories, favorite episodes, favorite moments – uh, from the past 99 episodes, three years of the Who Would Win cast, uh, we would be great, uh, gratefully appreciated if you did so. And uh, we'll read it on the air and uh, just kind of have a nice 
episode just kind of recollecting, but also adding some new who would win arguments into the show's canon. Yeah, maybe some stuff we didn't think of at the time. Exactly. Uh, so you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, our Gmail is whowouldwincast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes, and we could you know read those out, give you a shout-out. But this show would be nothing without you all, the listeners who've been listening to the past three years. So uh, we're, we're super thankful that you've been along this ride for us, and we hope that you continue to go on this journey with us as we continue to move forward past episode 100. And uh, it'll be a good time. Chris, anything you want to add before we head out of here? No, that was well said, Steve. Thanks, Chris. All right. So as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.